by 36 years old, I was probably 11 years sober. I would, had written half a dozen books or more. I was on Oprah. You know, I was on your stages. I was, I was working and doing a lot of good work in the world and really helping a lot of people. But I was really falling apart on the inside. I was cracking. And I didn't understand why I was a drug addict 11 years ago. I didn't understand why I was such a workaholic. I didn't understand why I was so anxious, why everything I did had to be so controlled. But I was having meltdown after meltdown and hitting my knees and saying, you know, I can't go on like this. I can't go on like this. And the stress of trying to hold it all together and control my life started to really get the best of me. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teacher and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome back to the Mind Valley Podcast. Our guest today has so much incredible energy. I can't wait to bring her live with all of you. We're recording this in front of a live audience of Mind Valley members. And so it's not just going to be me interviewing our guests, but various Mind Valley members from the 30 or so countries we have represented here with us. So our guest today, see if you can guess who she is. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I realize many of you are watching this on Spotify and you're going to see the name of the title. But if by random this audio came on and you don't know who the guest is, let me tell you what I love about this particular woman. So I'm a big believer in the human mind's capacity to influence reality. In my work, I call it bending reality. And I love people who are bringing these ideas in a deeper way into the world because it gives people hope when we understand that we are not the victims of an unfair world, but that we can shift the world. It gives us incredible personal power to step out of whatever is bringing us down and take action to improve our lives and the reality around us. And Gabby Bernstein is one of the foremost authors in this field. Her books have been bestsellers for many, many, many years. And today we're going to be talking about her newest book, Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. Now, Gabby has also written some incredible books, books such as Spirit Junkie, Super Attractor. I love this title, The Universe Has Your Back. Books such as Judgment Detox and Miracles Now. And you can see a full list of her books. And you can also get information on her latest book, which was just released and already hit number one in the category of women's personal spiritual growth on Amazon. So the book is called Happy Days. Go ahead and type in Happy Days, Gabrielle, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E, Happy Days, Gabrielle on Google. And it'll, the first link that comes up is going to be the Amazon page. Scroll a little below and um, you will see a list of all of Gabby's books and, of course, I've put Gabby on stage at AFAST. Uh, she has blown the audience away, and I'm so excited to have her here on the Mind Valley podcast. So, welcome back to Mind Valley. So happy to be back with you. So nice to be with you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How have you been doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing, I'm actually doing really well considering just all that we've been through, personal things I've been through. I'm feeling good. L let's start with a quick update on your life. So many people watching this know about you. You have over a million followers on Instagram. Um, and the last two years, you know, have been really years of upheaval for, for almost all of us because of the pandemic. What has been going on in your life? What have you discovered? What have you learned? Where where are you now? I've been through a lot in the last in the last few years, um, particularly in this past six months, really. Uh, I spent 2020 doing IVF treatment to try to conceive another child. And I also was in my car over and over trying to, you know, driving back and forth to the doctor 
working on ideating and studying to write this book, Happy Days. And by the grace of God, I wound up getting pregnant with one, I had one healthy embryo after a year of, of trying and nine IVF treatments, which anyone who's done fertility treatment knows that's extreme. I got pregnant and I was five and a half months pregnant three months ago. And unfortunately, the baby wasn't getting enough from me to continue to grow. And I had to let him go at uh, five and a half months. So I'm three months in my grieving process. And I'm extremely proud to say, Vishen, that everything I write about in this book and everything that I've been teaching for decades, it works. And I was able to ground myself in a pillow of faith and a sense of inner safety that I never thought was possible. And it's there. It's there in my life right now. And I can see really clearly how everything I've been teaching others is actually absolutely 100% the path to moving through whatever shows up in your life. And the more you do, the more work you do on yourself before big things happen, the easier it is to move through those difficult times. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to experience that. I understand that pain because my, my former wife and I went through the same experience in 2013. We lost a baby in week six. And I remember what I went through. And it was the worst month of my entire life. And it was the saddest and the, the deepest sadness I ever felt in my life up to then. Mm-hmm. So I, I sympathize with what you're going through and how brave of you to, to, to come out of this and also to write a book that can give so many people an uplift um, in their lives. Yeah. And, and I'd already written the book before this happened. It was already in, in the process of being printed. And it was interesting to look back and say, oh, you know, this is what you've been training for. <laughs> you've been going, going on this radical journey of spiritual and personal growth and therapeutic processes to come to a moment like this and really be able to show up for it with grace. So the book is called The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. Give us an idea. What, what compelled this book and what is, a, what is the key message of this book? So the book is called Happy Days and the subtitle is The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. The book is a journey. It, it shares, I, I almost joke around vision that it took me 42 years to write this book. It's like a life journey. And it shares the journey of what it means to live with unresolved trauma, which all of us are experiencing right now, whether it's trauma with a big T or trauma with a small T. And big T trauma is being violently abused or any kind of catastrophic event. A big T trauma could be uh, living through repeated forms of neglect as a child, whereas small T trauma could be being bullied or being told you were stupid. And all of these traumatic events in our life, whether they be big T or small T, have a tremendous effect on our nervous system. My therapist once said to me that your trauma affects the way you brush your teeth. So the traumas in our past that we all have, no one is exempt from this, especially those of us that are alive right now. We've all lived through a worldwide global pandemic. That is trauma. And so expressing that and accepting that is the first step. And this journey shares my vulnerable truth of what it meant to run from that trauma through drugs and alcohol, through workaholism, through codependency, what it meant to remember that trauma at 36 years old and crack into that memory. And then the healing path that I have underwent, the devotional healing path that I have underwent to get to freedom and inner peace. And you know me, I wouldn't put my face on this cover with that subtitle the guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace, if I didn't 
mean it, stand by it, and in my full body, fully express that. And so in my story, I help the reader recognize that they're not alone. And my intention is to give the reader the path that worked for me so that they can know there's a way out. You know, you, you, you said that in your 30s, you remembered the trauma. Explain that for a moment. What do you mean by that? Is it a certain awareness that you're carrying mm. a trauma and the memory of where it came from? So I had been, by 36 years old, I was probably 11 years sober. I would, had written half a dozen books or more. I was on Oprah. You know, I was on your stages. I was, I was working and doing a lot of good work in the world and really helping a lot of people. But I was really falling apart on the inside. I was cracking, cracking into something. And I didn't understand why I was a drug addict 11 years ago. I didn't understand why I was such a workaholic. I didn't understand why I was so anxious, why everything I did had to be so controlled. And I started to notice that I was really cracking into something that I was unaware what would be revealed. But I was having meltdown after meltdown and hitting my knees and saying, you know, I can't go on like this. I can't go on like this. And the stress of trying to hold it all together and control my life started to really get the best of me. At that point, I was really also having a lot of change in my life. I was thinking about trying to have my first child and my husband left his job to work with me. And so there's a lot of change and shifts. And that can be a typical time when an unresolved memory or a dissociated memory can come back to the surface, particularly when we are going through a big personal life change. And so in this experience, I really was uh, cracking into something and I had a dream. And in the dream, I had this memory or this experience of really being an adult confronting the fact that I had been abused sexually as a child. And I woke up in the morning, it was the most real feeling I'd ever known. It was like the most profoundly real experience. And instead of you know, going into it and looking into it, I was like, no way, pushing that down, never talking about that again. I went to therapy a few days later and my therapist just said a few leading statements that allowed me to fully accept and remember that memory. And that memory came flooding back in, not all the details, but the full knowing. And in that moment, I was extremely terrified, but I was also relieved because I could see, oh, that's why I was a cocaine addict. That's why I've been a workaholic. That's why I've been X, Y, Z. And really, really noticing that this first moment in my life, I really knew why I was how I was. And that began my journey in trauma recovery. What is a first step that we can do if, if we yeah. suspect? that we might be carrying some trauma below the surface that we're unaware of? Well, we're all carrying trauma below the surface that we're either aware of or unaware of, but either way, we've been pushing it down. And it's I really want to be very real about that. The small T traumas are big. The experiences of being neglected, even for a moment or, or a memory or one experience of being told you're stupid by, your, by a teacher, anything like that can really have a lingering effect. And so whether you're aware of these stories or you're not, the first step is to just notice the ways that you're very reactive. Notice how you're notice the parts of yourself that are extreme. Maybe you get hooked on alcohol or drugs, maybe you are very codependent in relationships, maybe you're a workaholic, maybe maybe you're a rager, maybe you just just numb out and hide out on the couch. What are the things that you do? to avoid feeling deeper feelings. And that that is known as a trigger. 
you know, what, what triggers you into those feelings? And then what is the response to that trigger, right? So how do you act when you feel out of control? How do you act when you feel like someone's taking advantage of you? And those reactive behaviors are the first step to becoming curious about what's underneath, just noticing them, witnessing them, not judging them, being at ease and just looking closely. And that's actually one of the exercises I offer up in the first chapter of the book or the second chapter of the book, which is to become familiar with your triggers and the ways that you respond to them. And I have the reader write, what is my trigger? You know, it could be like, somebody told me I'm stupid or I'm, or I'm, you know, at work and something feels out of control. What triggers me? How does it make me feel? And then what do I do to respond to that trigger? How do I, how do I run from that trigger? How do I avoid it? Mm, It's, it's, it's really interesting, right? Tonight, I'm actually meant to be having a session with my therapist. In fact, after this podcast, and her name is Shelly Lacko. She actually deals with childhood beliefs, childhood beliefs that we carry with, with us. And she uses a treatment to extract those beliefs, but why I'm working with her and, and why I'm, I'm happy and vocal to say that I have a therapist it's because I've started to become more and more aware through interviews with people like you about these, these traumas that we all carry. And recently something happened. Um, someone said something about me that wasn't true online. And it, it was just bullshit. I shouldn't, it shouldn't have bothered me. But it really, really, really bothered me. Mm. And I'm sitting down and trying to understand why. And I remembered how when I was 13 years old, I was trying to break up a fight in school. Um, I was stopping a, a young seven-year-old in my school from being bullied by a, a 15-year-old. And for some reason, the principal thought I was responsible mm. for that. Mm. I got grounded. I had to stay back after school. But the worst thing was when I went back to my mom and I told my mom that the principal had accused me of being in a fight, my mom believed the principal and not me. There you go. And so being accused of something I didn't do became super freaking traumatic. Um, and even though it was a stupid comment online, it just triggered me. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm working, I was working, I'm working with my therapist tonight to heal that, to, to, to reverse that. And I wanted to, to, to share that because, you know, 10 years ago, if you said, oh, I, I'm, I'm seeing a therapist, people assume that there's something wrong with you. But I think today, I think it's actually sexy and it's actually like positive to, to date people or to see people or to have friends who are open right. to shit, working through their shit with a therapist. Yeah. So I really, really believe in what you're saying. And I really applaud you for being so open about what you're experiencing as well. I would love to dig into this with you for a moment, if you're comfortable. Yeah, um, for sure. So for sure. I've been practicing for a decade um, with my therapist, who is a very key player in this book. And I actually joke with her. I'm like, who do you think is going to play you in the movie? <laughs> but she, and she's a huge role in this book. And I have multiple therapists that I reference throughout this book. But uh, one of the processes that I've been practicing with my therapist for a decade is called internal family systems therapy and uh, IFS. And I now am trained in it. I recently just did the training. And in IFS, there's a belief system that we have all different parts of ourselves. And so in your case, you beautifully spoke on behalf of this child part that was blamed for something he didn't do. And I imagine that you've built up a lot of forms of protection to ever have to face that feeling ever, right? And are you aware, Vishen? And by the way, first I want to just make get, get some buy-in. Are you comfortable just going a little bit deeper with this? Like we can start oh, your therapy wow. session now. <laughs> I, I, think, I actually think this is really cool. Yeah, let's 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 Okay, let's, let's go. go. Yeah. So what do you notice right now? Just take a moment to just tune into your system and your nervous system, into your body, into your thoughts. And what do you notice about 
how you're feeling right now in this triggered response to this 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 online experience. So I feel a mild degree, a mild degree of anger, and I feel this tenseness just below my heart. Tenseness. Okay. I can feel it in my chest. Beautiful. Does it have a color or any imagery around it? Black. It's black. It's black. Okay. Does it have a gender or an age? It's female. Female because I associated it with my mom not believing me. And, okay. and 14 is because that was the age this happened to me. So 14-year-old part that's female and it's black and it's in your chest. And how else would you describe it? You said there's a tinge of anger, but is there any other way you might describe it? I'm angry with the school principal because for months after that, every time she would see me, and I was a top student in my school, like I was like the role model student. She would say, hi, hey, Vishen, nice to see you're not fighting today. And I would tell her I never got into that fight. She would just walk away. It's like they freaking, so even right now, when I think about that, it pisses me off. Okay, let's work with that anger. I, I never got to state my innocence. Beautiful. Okay. So- is there, there's anger. And is there anything else that might be here right now with us? Another part of you that's here in addition to the anger? Um, no, it's, it's, it's that. It's, that. it's the anger. Okay. Now, yeah. how do you, Vision, feel towards the anger? The anger feels like it's a 14-year-old. It's a teenage anger. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Like when I think about it, it feels completely irrational. I don't okay. even know if my school is still alive, right? Okay. So you feel like there's a part of you that wants to name it irrational, right? There's a part of you that's that's trying to sort of minimize it a bit. Is that correct? Yeah. Can we ask that minimizer part of you just to step aside and like go sit by the candle and like have a cup of tea and just take a break for a moment? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got a nice, nice relaxing room he can hang out in or she can hang out with whatever. Okay. So minimizer is stepped aside. Can we can we get to know a little bit more about the the anger? Is the anger still with us right now? It's uh No. It's actually not. It Who's feels, here now? I don't know. I just don't feel the anger anymore. When I ask that that part to go and sit aside, I, I just don't. Okay, cool. So now there's a shutdown part, a part that says, okay. I don't feel it anymore. Okay. Is, is it kind of numb? Like a little bit like, I don't want to do this? Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. Would you like to just talk to that part for just a moment? The part that's like, no, thanks. Yes. Let's talk to that part. That yeah. seems safer, right? Okay, great. How do you feel towards the no thanks part? I feel it's blocking something. This is going to get triggered again. Okay. So you're noticing that it's big. It's it's a lot of stuff that's coming up. And I want to just extend a lot of compassion to you in this moment for being so courageous to even speak publicly about about this deep thing and to have the therapist that you have and to do that kind of work. And I want to say thank you to the part that sort of numbs out right now because it's doing a really good job of protecting you here, right here now. Okay. And so how do you feel towards that part that's just numbed out? Is there, is there any just sort of gratitude or any feelings towards that part? Now I'm starting to feel it. Now I'm starting to feel sadness. Sadness is underneath it. Beautiful. You're doing a really good job with this model. Beautiful. So there's a lot of layers here. There's, so we've got the protectors, which are anger and numbing out. We've got that other protector that was, that was, uh, I don't even remember. We put him in the side and he's having a drink in the corner. Um, So there's a lot of parts that are protecting that sadness. Okay. So how do you in this moment feel towards that sadness? I feel like I wish I could hug that 14-year-old self of mine. Could that nobody believe that was just trying to to, to stop a seven-year-old from being bullied. I just want to hug that 
because nobody you want to hug him that. you want to hug not him? the teachers not the principal not his parents and he was just trying to do good would you mind just closing your eyes for a moment do you feel comfortable just doing that and just give yourself a moment is there a place that would feel safe for him to come to with you is there a place where you would feel safe giving him a hug yeah do you want to describe that it's the the grounds of the school where this happened okay and do you see yourself your adult self there with him yeah i do and what do you want to do just want to give him a hug let him know that i know he meant well i know that all of this stuff happening the accusations the the grounding all the stuff happening it's just adults being silly beautiful give him a hug do you want to give him a hug i'm giving how him a he, hug okay nice how does he feel having that hug from you he feels good he feels good he feels believed he feels seen he feels mm-hmm. trust how do you feel in your system now having had that experience of hugging him i feel good you feel good okay can you make a commitment to him right now that when he gets activated and triggered that you'll meet him at the school and hug him oh, i love that yeah i'm making that commitment to him beautiful beautiful so he knows that you're there for him yeah and you're committed to him yeah beautiful just settle into that feeling for a moment before we end and just feel it in your body remember it in your body remember that visual in your mind see it in your mind's eye so you can get back there when you need to and we're going to say does you want do you want to invite him to hang out with you today a little bit and just like sit with you at yeah, work and I'm, okay cool mission right next to me right now okay good he's going to sit right next to you okay great so let's let him in on how cool you are and all the amazing things that you do okay great he's with us i want to thank him for joining us and feeling safe enough to be with you and me right now and everybody watching and i want to really extend a lot of courage and uh just acknowledgement of your courage and your capacity to have that creative thinking and to be so compassionate towards that part it was and really excellent it was actually a really healing experience for me beautiful thank you so much and well, you've uh, done a lot of work on yourself and so yeah. you went there you were able to go there but what just to unpack what we did the boy is an exiled part that you've been you know kind of like managing right like don't feel that stuff we want to go there and then all those protector parts were there really big anger dissociation managing it you know all of that was up and when we allowed those protector parts to step aside you could get to the sadness you could get to that deeper part and then what we did was all of us have within us this self energy curiosity compassion courage the energy of calmness and when you said i want to hug him that's when i knew you had a direct line from him to that self energy and you coming into that visual of being with him at the school and hugging him meant that you were showing up for him as self in your most resourced undamaged adult courageous compassionate creative calm self and in that place of self you can soothe him but we have to let those protector parts just like you know settle down to, in order to get that access okay so yeah now you've got a contract with him you can retrieve him at any time you can go into that school and just take care of him at any time and you did a really nice job vision that was beautiful thank you for being so vulnerable and so willing to go there with me thank you gabby and he's right here right now hey, what do you think of that he says he thinks you're pretty cool so he feels good towards me that's nice i i i feel great about him too that's amazing so your book this this new book goes deep into these ideas and will people learn how to do this 
to their own traumas through this book? Yeah, this is one of the many methods I share in the book. Uh, yeah. This this being the most profound and <clears throat> so much so that I went and got trained in it myself because I was like, this is life-changing wow. for me. So IFS, internal family systems, is really about learning to let that self be the internal parent. And all of the methods in this book, whether they be somatic experiencing or EMDR or EFT or spiritual practices, are all designed to help the reader tap into their own ability to self-soothe and self-regulate and respect and honor all of their parts. And so this was a beautiful opportunity to demo with you because you got to get a chance to see what is inside this book. Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful, Gabby. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I, I, I know there are lots of other techniques you share in the book, and I'm hoping that the listeners of this podcast, if you like what you just heard, definitely check out the book because in the book, Gabby also talks about breathing exercises, the power pose, grounding your body, the heart or head hold, affirmations, tapping on the gamut point, which is a type of EFT technique. So the book is filled with techniques. So many techniques. We can even do them with your with your viewers. I can share. Yeah, some. I mean, perhaps perhaps we could we could teach um, in in the uh, the time left we have for this podcast, which is about twenty five minutes. Perhaps we could teach a specific idea or technique directly here, so they get a taste of your work. Definitely. Yes, I'd love to do that. Yes. We also have live volunteers that you can bring up. If bring somebody on. Let's bring somebody on. This is what my show, yeah, my, my, my podcast is Dear Gabby and I Dear Gabby people, I get to workshop them. So let's do that. Oh, that's that's what I really show. Okay, so, so Tiffany Golden has the uh, top rated question. Let's bring up Tiffany Golden. Hello. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, oh my gosh. I'm having such a major outer body experience right now. Some people want to meet like Taylor Swift or Matt McConaughey or Oprah. And you two are like my little like dreams. Um, Gabby, I am a dear Gabby follower. I'm writing a book through your bestseller masterclass right now. And my book is actually called private pain in public. And I only mention it because you are exactly what the book is about. You're in public functioning, conducting interviews on a media tour and at the same time, you're going through the most exhaustive real life pain and vision, you know, for you too. And what's amazing about that is we do have that duality in our life where we have all the tools, we have all the practices, we're experts in our fields, yet we're human and we're still going to grieve and feel pain. And so um, I can't wait to get your book. I ordered it the first day that it was available. Um, my question is, since you said that this book was already in print prior to this latest immeasurable profound loss that you're experiencing right now, if the book hadn't gone to press and you had 24 hours to edit or add or change something on the heels of this experience, what would you put in your book now? I would have the opportunity to speak even more vulnerably and authentically to grief because I've been counseling people on this type of grief for decades, this type of loss of a child or uh, miscarriage. And I believe that everything I've told them was ex exactly what I needed to hear in the moments when I was going through it. But now having experienced it, I can speak on behalf of grief in a much more grounded and authentic way. And the thing I also want to add is that your, your book title is very cool. Congratulations. I'm so glad you're in the bestseller masterclass, girl. <laughs> Send me a copy of that book when it's done. And the other thing I want to mention is that I really have been cautious throughout my career to only speak on behalf of painful experiences when they when I feel resolved, 
when I feel safe enough to speak about them. I've been safe enough to speak about the loss of the baby, but I haven't been able to really go into the full-blown description of what that grief felt like yet. And so just knowing and tracking with yourself every step of the way to know, okay, is this up too much for me to go there now? Because it can be really overwhelming to our nervous system if we speak up publicly or in private too soon. And it's really important to acknowledge that. So in the spirit of you know, your books collectively, the universe has your back and super attractor and being, you know, a student of the game of the law of attraction, how would you say that, or which experience is actually helping you manage that duality of your life, grieving in public, but also having to perform and being a mom. So keeping that vibration high. Every single chapter in happy days reveals the exact methods that I've done to create a safe internal landscape. Because if I'm not safe within, then I can't show up for my child. I can't show up for myself. I can't bring the book out into the world in a healthy way. I can't do anything. And so it's all about creating that inner safety within yourself. That is also the secret to manifesting, to be at ease. So we think like, oh, I'm going to just like do, do, do and create, create, create. No, we have to really do the work on ourselves first. So last little piece, is that okay, Vision? Um, energetically, since we're all energy in the universe doesn't speak, you know, Chinese or whinies, it just speak, speaks vibration. Um, how are you able to keep your vibration high to continue to attract, you know, the love and comfort and resources you need during a time of immeasurable grief? I consistently return back to my methods and my tools and the, and the, and the practices that have been greatly supportive to my system. So Vision wanted me to share some of them. So let me give some practices. Thank you. Um, so just, just Tiffany, firstly, I want to say you're an incredible interviewer. You should, don't steal my job. You should have a podcast. Exactly. I'm in your certified coaching program right now. And I did hollow body. So. Amazing. Well, if you ever started a podcast, you'll be incredibly successful. You're incredibly charismatic. I love your questions. You're right on point and you know how to make an author feel at ease. Seriously. Oh, thank you. Great talent here. And Gabby, would we like to ask another volunteer to come up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Uh, how can we help um, you? I was so triggered. Are you feeling triggered right now, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So let's, not great, but let's work on it. Let's take this gamut point. There's a point, this is an EFT, emotional freedom technique point. And in EFT, when we tap on different meridians and just confirm how we want to feel or process something that we want to release, we can send a message to the amygdala that we're safer. Okay. So right here between the ring finger and the pinky finger, tap on that little part of your hand and just tap, tap, tap and repeat this with me. I am safe. 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 One more time. I am safe. I am safe. Just gently place your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly and close your eyes for a moment and take a deep breath and let it go. One more time, deep breath in and let it go. And open your eyes now. How do you feel in your body? Where is that trigger now? Uh, in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Does it feel a little bit more settled? A little bit. Yeah. So a little bit creates a little bit of freedom. And then we have to add up a little bit more freedom and a little bit more freedom. So in that moment, we just started the process of settling your system. Okay. I am safe tapping on that point and just keep tapping throughout the rest of this session and saying to yourself, I am safe. Just give yourself as long as you need. You can do it throughout the day. 
And that affirmation and that tapping will ground you in a full body experience of, of support and, and reminding your internal system that you are indeed safe. Placing your heart hold and your hand on your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly is a very powerful practice of just fully grounding yourself in that sense of inner safety and holding yourself in it. So I want you to keep tapping as we carry on and just keep tapping on that point. And that those two practices are really beautiful practices for self-soothing in the moment when you feel overly activated. Thank you, Sarah, for being with me. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And let's bring up the next question, which is from Craig Hardin. First of all, I wanted to say I'm very sorry for what you expressed about losing your child. And also, at the same time, congratulations for working through your trauma and for your new book that's coming out and all that. Thank you so much, Craig. I really feel that. Thank you deeply. I really feel that. Thank you. So I wasn't volunteering to be worked on, but I need plenty of work. But my question, in essence, was, and you've partially answered it, my understanding of what I heard you say was, you know, the book was basically how you work through your trauma and the path towards your own healing, which is awesome. So So the question was, since all of us are similar in some ways, you've said, you know, everybody has trauma, big T, little T, whatever, may not be the same, different scenarios, but we're similar. We're humans. So we're similar in some ways, yet we're all unique in other ways and different in other ways. So I was just curious, not as I put you on the spot, but as I wanted to learn how likely it is that the process that worked for you to heal yourself would work for others who are unique. And I think part of the answer is, I heard, which I didn't know, in your book, you reveal different tools. That's right, Craig. Yeah. First of all, it's an excellent question. And I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you for your presence because you have a lovely energy and you've come on here just just with so much like deep, compassionate energy. And I just, I just want to reflect that back to you and say thank you because it's really nice to witness that even though we're on Zoom and we all feel so disconnected these days. I just want to make that connection to you and just say, wow. You know, uh, I feel I feel um, a strong a strong sense of compassion and presence with you. Thank you. Thank you. Nobody's ever said that to me before. It's really it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, and to answer your question, yes, all of the above. So the 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 journey I underwent involved a lot of different therapeutic processes, a lot of spiritual practices, a lot of my own personal methods. And so I share all of it here. And uh, you know, my publishers were joking around. A lot of people have joked around saying, like, well, you really put everything in this book. And I did because not everybody's path is going to be exactly like mine. And so my intention was to say, here's how I got there. And to second, introduce the reader to what I believe are the most profoundly spiritual therapeutic practices for trauma recovery. And then the reader, their own inner guru, right? I'm not their guru. Vision's not their guru. They are, you are the guru. All of you, we are all have our own internal guru within us decides, okay, I really resonate with that breath practice and that type of therapy right now. I'm going to go there. And then in six months or a year from now, they come back. They're like, wow, that really helped me. Now I feel even safer. I'm going to go test out that new part, or I'm going to dip into that chapter that I was a little too afraid of before. And so this is the kind of book that I believe is a journey. You're going to go on a journey with me and you're going to keep coming back to it year after year after year. I guarantee you, mark my word, you're going to, I want you to email me in a year when you're like, I'm doing my second read. And it's really designed to, and I'm very, very conscious of co-regulating with my reader, 
where I'm consistently checking in and saying, how are you feeling now? This might be too much. Come back later. Go back to chapter five and do these breath exercises or anything just to make sure that the reader feels very safe in the process. All the while, really encouraging the reader to take what they want and leave the rest and come back later because there's something that's going to be in there that's going to really work for you today that may not work in a year from now because there's something new that's that's there for you to up-level more. And this is, you know, I, I joked around, like it took me 42 years to write this book. I'm 42, but uh, and I had to live it all. So you're not going to, no one's going to do it all overnight. Just, just really read through the journey and see what inspires you because that inspiration is your inner guidance system, your inner guru saying, I'm going to do that. That's the thing that really moves me right now. That's awesome. Thank you very much. If possible, I'd like to ask one very quick follow-up. So I think I followed most, if not all, of what you said, and I appreciate that. It's awesome. Is your experience, either personally or with other people you've helped, that the analogy I was thinking while you were talking was for a given problem, a given trauma, is it kind of like peeling the onion a layer at a time? And That's right. The same problem, as well as in life as you uncover different things or have different awareness, you know, you may be ready for a different tool or it helps you more, but is that both? For the exact you? same thing. There's a beautiful for metaphor. Problems or, or, or for the same problem or both? Well, I think that as we start to un, undo one thing, new things start to be undone. And more importantly, yes, I think that the therapeutic process is similar to peeling back the layers of the onion because right now, one element of this book is going to be really ready for you. And as you peel back that layer and go deeper, you may even just decide, no, this is my devotional path. I'm just going to stick with this process and this therapist or, you know, I'm not going to do anything else. Or you're going to continue to peel back and say, I want to do a little bit more. I want to try this new method. I want to deepen into this practice. And that's how I felt with my own journey is first I got sober. Then I started in the therapy. Then I really had spiritual awakening and yoga and all these different practices. And then I was led to EMDR. And then I was led to somatic experiencing when I became safe enough to face the body work. And so that's the layers that are going to continuously, continuously be peeled off. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Appreciate that. So thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. And Gabby, thank you so much for this incredible podcast. So I, I got to say, this is one of the most unique guests appearances we've ever had on the Mind Valley podcast. Firstly, your presence is powerful. You and I love how how much you notice about everyone that you bring on that you interacted with, right? Like your compliment with Craig was so heartfelt. Um, what you noticed about my trauma and your 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 help in helping me deal with that and and hug my 14-year-old self was really appreciated. I just want to say I became a big fan today. This is amazing. You are amazing. And I am going to be endorsing your work and your book as much as I can. So everyone, you got a taste of the power of this remarkable woman's mind. And now what I want to encourage you to do is to go check her out on Amazon. Type in uh, Gabrielle Happy Days on Google. You're going to see the first link is the Amazon page. Check out the Amazon page. Add Happy Days to your Amazon cart. And if you scroll down a little bit lower, uh, and by the way, Gabby's also got the best Amazon page I've, I've seen of, of any book in the last one year of doing this podcast. All her books are listed there. So you might want to check out Spirit Junkie. I recommend that. That was the first uh, book of, of, from Gabby that I read. Or The Universe Has Your Back. I think these are very relevant for the Mind Valley audience. So super excited to have you all on this conversation with us. Gabby, it's an honor having you as a guest. 
Thank you so much. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.